You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We're talking about tough roads here. Let's look at the let's look at the teams remaining in the final four. You got UConn, Miami, San Diego State, FAU. So we have a list here. When you look at these teams, which team do you think had the most difficult road to get to Houston for the final four? This is a tough one to even pick because didn't they all have tough roads? Because they were all, you know, higher seeds mm-hmm. or lower seeds, however you want to say it. They were not one seeds. We don't have a single one seed in the final four, which is absolutely crazy. I'll say San Diego State because they had to go through Alabama, who was the top seed of the entire tournament, mm-hmm. and a team that didn't look like they have a, had a single misstep for the past month or so. And then they beat Creighton as well, which I thought Creighton could definitely make a run, and they did. They made it to the Elite Eight, so it's not like they were terrible. But still, slow down some of the best offenses in the tournament and made them play their style of game. So – I'll go San Diego State, but I think you could probably make a strong case for any of these teams. Yeah, I think you're right. I would say maybe it's – I'm going to say – well, I don't know. I was going to say maybe it's Miami. They almost lost their first game. I was going to say I think it's the Hurricanes because Drake – I had Drake beating Miami in the first round. I did not think the Canes were going to advance as far. Then they had Indiana – and Indiana, when they're playing well, is fantastic. Houston, obviously a one seed. Texas, a two seed. I think it's the Canes. I think you could argue that as well. Like, I'm not going to go against you because it's a team that definitely could have lost in the first round. You could say that about FAU as well. Because I remember yeah. seeing the bracket when it first came out and saying, okay, the winner of this FAU-Memphis game could go a long way. And, of course, I picked the wrong team, and I thought it was going to be Memphis that made the run, but that was a great game. But FAU also got to play Fairleigh Dickinson. That was not really a close game. And also got to play a Tennessee team that we knew had limitations, offensively speaking. But that FAU-K-State game, man, was that a good one. I almost feel very disappointed because we don't get any more Marquise Noel in the tournament. For somebody who his team didn't win, like, do you think he would have been in the like MVP Monday discussion had yes. K-State won? This guy's an electric factory. That kid was just running the basketball court. Like, he was just running MSG. And it was awesome. And also, there's something about having a guy who doesn't have the physical stature of everyone else, but he's such a good baller and he's such a great player that he was controlling tempo, he was hitting shots, he was doing everything. So, yeah, I'm like you. Had K-State made it to the Final Four, I think we'd be talking about him instead. You're right about that. When you look at the Final Four, Chelsea, 
You've got, let's talk about the first game on the docket here and just kind of our general thoughts. You've got the nine seed FAU taking on the five seed San Diego State. San Diego State is laying a point and a half. They're minus 125 in the money line. FAU is plus 105, total set at 131 and a hook. It is the early game on Saturday, 6.09. And the Owls, no matter what you know about them, one thing you should know is that they are fantastic at covering the spread. 24-11 and one against the number this season. That is sixth best in college basketball. But I do not think it is a fluke that they are here. They average more than 82 points per game. And this is going to be offense versus that Aztecs defense. Right. And can San Diego State continue to be red hot to the under? They've hit the under in every single game in the tournament this far. It's because they've controlled the pace of play and they've been very disruptive with that defense of theirs. So do you think that they can slow down another prolific offense here? Because if you look at, you know, the last matchups, it's been San Diego State slowing down some of the best offenses in the tournament. Slow down Bama, hit the under in that game. Slow down mm-hmm. Creighton, hit the under in that game by a mile. But at some point, the total becomes too low for me to feel comfortable betting it. I think that's the question because the total in this one, 131 and a half. So, Jenks, will you be with me on the under train? I think I will be. The way I think this will go is, is that, look, if you think Florida Atlantic is going to win, maybe you bet the over. If you think mm-hmm. San Diego State is going to win, then you bet the under. I like San Diego State here. I think defense travels, and they have held more explosive offenses than Florida Atlantic's to under their season totals. San Diego State, I think more than any other team in this Final Four, has been able to dictate pace. It's because of their defense. So, yeah, I'd be on the under. Yeah, I think that's the best look for me. Because at this point, like, how do you look at trends and stats and numbers and say, okay, this is how I'm going to predict a game? Because if you've been using trends and stats and numbers, yeah, like, you would have lost these games because we don't have a single number one team left in the Final Four. So that's what makes it so difficult to predict some of these games in the deeper rounds because we have all Cinderella's. But like you said, there are some matchups that I think are the most important, and it's going to be the San Diego State defense. Like, it all comes back to the defense for San Diego State because the outlier is if FAU's hitting their shots, which they've been a really good shooting team. You know, if you've Mm -hmm. watched any of their games, you're like, oh, my God, they just hit another three. Uh, Maybe that's the sabotage factor for playing San Diego State. Uh, but for me, I'm just going to stick with that that under. That's going to be the play for me. I think that's probably the right thing to do there. In the other game, it is the five-seed Miami taking on the four-seed UConn. It's the late game on Saturday, 849 in Houston. The Huskies laying five and a half points. They're minus 250 on the money line. Plus 195 is Miami, and the total at BetMGM is 149 and a half. I did want to get to this quick tidbit, which I did not know going into today. And that's that Luke Murray, who is an assistant on the UConn staff, is actually the son of Bill Murray, the famous actor, comedian. So the Big East Network caught up with Bill Murray talking about watching his son and how nervous he gets before the games. And this is what he had to say. Really good stuff here. Well, they won by about 30 points against a very good team, Gonzaga. And, uh, you know, if everyone was nervous all day long, I couldn't get anything done all day long. (laughs) I was just walking around the hotel room just forgetting, you know, what what I was doing. Toothbrush, you know, you know, you know, phone, watch, anything. Couldn't find anything. So it was it was a lot of nerves to get here, but it was 
It's fun now. It's sure fun now. And I had a really big smile on my face earlier. My face is relaxed now, but my jaw was hurting. It's interesting to hear him talk as a dad, not as a comedian, but good on him. Good on UConn. And they're minus 125 to win it all at that MGM. So clearly this is the best team remaining, Chelsea. Oh, for sure. And just a, a little nugget on, you know, who might win it all. Over the last 18 years, 17 times out of the last 18 years, one of the two favorites going into the Final Four has won it all. So right now you're looking at UConn and you're looking at San Diego State. But this has been the year where trends have not mattered anything. So do you think this is a trend that's uh, applicable here? I think so. If you look at all the teams now, at this point, the way this tournament has gone, any team could win it all. But I, I don't yep. think there's any question that of the four teams remaining, and I'm not just saying it because of the favorites, but it's clear UConn is the best team. And and remember, this is a UConn team that started the season, what, 14-0, and number one in the country. So they're actually better than I think their seed indicates. Yeah, but the sabotage factor is they haven't had a bad game yet, have they? Because that's what happened to Alabama. So. Like, Alabama looked amazing every single game until they didn't. And then they lost because Brandon Miller had a terrible game. So maybe, you know, the the Reapers coming for UConn, they're going to have a bad game eventually. Maybe it's this one. But still, yeah, everything on paper suggests that UConn is definitely the play. That is true. And also, as we've seen, Chelsea, everything on paper has essentially been thrown out the window during this tournament. So you just... You just don't know. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.